This is a Soulfire production. So I have the Miss Cheryl Jackson. You guys, oh, I'm so freaking excited. So let me read you Cheryl's bio before we have our real raw sister conversation here. So Cheryl Robinson Jackson is the senior Vice President of Global Business Development and President of AAR Africa, a global aviation services company. Jackson served as AAR's Vice President of Government Affairs and Corporate Development after joining the company in 2010 and added business development to her responsibilities and succeeded in growing AAR's business in Africa. As Senior Vice President of Global Development, Jackson identifies new business opportunities and strategic industry and business partners in emerging, existing, and underperforming markets and cultivates strong relationships to bridge the cultural gap and align industry goals with local economic revitalization objectives. Jackson serves as the director on the Board of Business Council for International Understanding, a national organization dedicated to facilitating person-to-person relationships between business government leaders worldwide. She also serves on the board of the Congressional Black Caucus Policy Institute and is a member of the Corporate Council of Africa on Africa. Jackson was appointed to the U.S on Trade for Africa and serves on the Illinois District Export Council. Before joining AAR, Jackson was a candidate for President Obama's once vacant U.S. Senate seat in 2010 and was the first female president and CEO of the Chicago Urban League. In that capacity, she led one of the most transformational periods of growth in the venerable uh, civil rights organization, shifting its focus from social services to economic development. Jackson also served as communications director for the governor of Illinois and was the first woman and African-American in the state's history to hold that position. Her professional experience also includes senior level positions at Amtrak and NPR, National Public Radio. So you guys, I had to read that because I can't believe I'm actually talking to this woman. (laughs) So when I met Cheryl Jackson, she met, saw me before, I guess, apparently she'll tell you that story, but I believe the first time I met her, I was just moved to Chicago and I was using our friend, our mutual friend, Sean's gym, Phenomenal Fitness, when it was on 14th in Michigan. And I just saw this beautiful woman beeline across the gym and start talking to me. And I, all I remember is her presence. Her presence. This woman, I mean, you just read her bio. Obviously you don't know someone's bio when you meet them in the gym, but there's just this presence about her where I'm like, who is she? And we immediately started talking about doing women's stuff. She's like, let's do coffee. Let's do lunch. Let's talk. Let's. And, and this was at a transition I now then realized in her life that has caused her to create, um, man, I mean, clearly by her bio, she's always been a bridge, but again, she's a bridge creating this amazing movement called Grit and Grace. And I had the privilege of being an ambassador for this. And I was just sharing with her before we got on here. It's one of the most classiest, badass, put together, like slam dunk events I have ever been a part of. I mean, we had the news there. We had insane panels, speakers, spa, freaking lunch. I mean, we had separate breakout rooms. It was some of the most incredible women in one place that I have ever been a part of. And I'm just like, whoa, I can't believe I know her. I can't believe I'm on a Zoom with her right now. And so I'm so excited for every single person on this line to meet Cheryl, because not only is she a leader of leaders, but she has gone through what she may call, what I call the dark night of the soul and has completely transformed her mindset, her heart and her energetic state of being to become new. And inside of that becoming new, she has created a movement for women. And we're going to be talking about that called the Grit and Grace movement, where she empowers people to take that leap of faith and live a life of grit and grace. And on this podcast, Activate, we talk about growing on the soul line and the goal line. And I believe that is grit and grace said in another way. So meet my friend, Miss Badass, Cheryl Jackson. Tell us your story, girl. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. Um, Thank you for uh, listening to your soul um, and following this goal uh, of hosting the podcast. So I'm just grateful to be here with you. 
grateful that I am your first, well, impressed, okay, that I am <laughs> first, first, uh, first guest, first interviewee, and I'm thrilled to be here. And you say the most lovely things um, about what uh, I've been blessed to do in my life and accomplish. Um, I, I am grateful. Uh, and your message about um, activating your message or theme of your podcast activate is so so timely always timely particularly now um you talk about me being this bridge and helping to connect and bridge different groups and people and um um, um opportunities but um i actually walked across that bridge myself um just a while ago so i took the big leap of faith and I felt so strongly, so passionately about the work that I'm doing with Grit and Grace to really help women do two things, uh, pursue their ambition and potential to the fullest, but to put self-care on par with their ambition. Um, it's not an either or proposition. Uh, when you offer yourself grace and practice that, um, that grace, it, it, it enhances your performance. Um, matter of fact, it ensures not only um, can you sustain the performance, uh, but you can attain a level of performance that you, um, um, that's an insane level of performance that you would not have been able to um, attain without this grace, this grace practice. So I walked across this bridge and decided to uh, work full time on grit and grace, the movement as she smashed it. <laughs> um, so that was a bold move. I did that um, before the pandemic hit. And so, um, wow. yes. When yeah. did you When did you officially go full-time Great Grace? Was it 2020? It was uh, end of 2019, but okay. I didn't start. I, I left my uh, corporate job in 2019 and I uh, ended 2019 mid to end. Um, and then I started um, working full-time and launching Grit and Grace Day. As you know, I, I, I did the conference. I felt compelled to do this conference. It started with a TED Talk, my TED Talk, Grit and Grace, and which is based on my, my life crisis of uh, going through divorce and cancer at the same time. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer um, after one of the surgeries I had. My husband uh, left um, remember that scene from Sex in the City where um, a burger carry, carries uh, uh, her, her boyfriend? Her, Absolutely. And he broke up with her on a post-it. Uh, well, mine is, it was a text. So, <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's all good because it brought me to a place of grace and, you know, and hopefully him as well. But um, it was the 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 impetus for my dark night of the soul my soul's journey to grace and um and i just wouldn't give anything for it it was such a gift it was i read this book called um broken open mm, and, love um, that name. yeah and she talks about um this notion of strange angels um it's when you know, circumstances come into your life, whether it's through loss or illness or some something tragic. Um, they come into your life to break your soul open. Your soul wants to evolve. And, you know, we're so good at staying on the course and not deviating from the path that we're on. And when, you know, we're here to evolve, our souls are here to evolve. And so she says that, when you don't listen to your soul, these things come into your life to break your soul open. So, um, which is the, the real goal and the gift. But because these experiences uh, come, uh, are so painful, that these, the, 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 she calls them strange angels, that the experience is a gift, is an angel to come to break you open. But because it's wrapped in so much pain, it's strange. Uh, so my strange angels were um, breast cancer and divorce. Okay. Uh, but uh, when I got the opportunity to give a TED talk, I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. 
the epiphany that I, uh, that I came to, the gift that I discovered um, in the midst of my storm was the power of practicing and offering yourself grace. We think about grace either in terms of religion or something that we give to someone else. We miss that piece about giving grace to ourselves, offering grace to ourselves. And that grace in a nutshell for me is love and action. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I define it as love and action towards self. Uh, is a practice of offering yourself grace. So that's what I wanted to talk about. I talked about it, gave a TED Talk, great response to the TED Talk. I was being pummeled with messages, DMs from women and people everywhere from around the world. So it kind of gave me like, I should do something. I just can't give this TED Talk and just poof, disappear. I need to try and help more women or share my story or give a, a platform where women can share their own stories. And so I gave a small event to celebrate the magical fifth year of being uh, cancer-free and uh, invited women to uh, just friends. So it's like a hundred women to, um, I rented out a nail spa, food, wine. It was there, so yeah. fun. It was fun, <laughs> right? Uh, and a speaker to talk about why we don't place, prioritize our own self-care. Planned it for about a hundred women, like 80 to hundred women. 200 women showed up. Girl, so, line out the door. Okay, out the door. Okay, who doesn't want to get their nails done? Okay, so <laughs> for free. So, um, but then that inspired me to go further. I said, I just can't drop this. And then I came to Grit and Grace Day. I planned it, a day-long conference, brought together a network of all my powerful girlfriends um, to pour into other women um, and planned it for 250 to 300 women. Had to cut it off at 500. Um, and it was, it was, it changed me. I, that's the comment that I got that day. Women said their lives were changed. They, they were changed that day mm, and chills. they were changed because their perspective shifted. And then they were, because their perspective shifted about themselves and how they see themselves and their potential, um, then they were able to go out and actually affect change, um, in their own lives and impact others. So I was excited about that. Um, but then I had a full-time job flying around the world. Uh, and I did that. And I was like, this is, so my soul was ready to evolve. And um, I was like, I definitely don't want, you know, a calamity, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna listen this time. And um, so I stepped away and to work full-time on Rich and Grace. Um, but it was, I did it at a time of the pandemic. I didn't, no one knew this was coming um, back then. And so here I am um, pivoting myself and I've decided to host a conference, a virtual conference. I planned for Grit and Grace Day to be on July 24th this year. We're talking to a very special, hot, <laughs> phenomenal um, celebrity about being a keynote, but I was gonna even level up from last year planned it, announced it, um, paid for venues, all of that. And then the virus shows up, COVID-19. So um, I'm pivoting and I'm hosting a virtual conference, bringing together amazing women leaders, um, coaches, just resources and assets for women. People are, they're flattened by this. Like they're like Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. What do you do now with your life? because life is not going to be the same. So whether it's personally or professionally, whether it's a career um, in corporate America, or it's your business, or it's your side hustle, it's all different now. And so um, so my conference, a virtual conference is called Pivot, um, Plotting for Your Comeback Post-Pandemic. So, so I'm excited. So that's long story short, that my story and that I'm working on grit and grace full time now. So powerful. And I love what you said about strange angels. I'm going to use that. Like that is so, and just like you're ripped open. And it's so interesting that a hole that deep can rip you open. Like it's the cut that lets the light in, but that deep of a hole lets so much light in that you're having standing room only events, that you're packing arenas, that your TED talk went viral because 
it's that level of grace that you experience. And I think what you and I were talking about earlier is so many of us are so scared to change and experience that, like let that grace in. Right. right. And, and, you know, hopefully, I mean, I mean, I feel like COVID is kind of like our global great, our global moment. Right. Our, that's why I really wanted you to be my first guest speaker. Cause I'm like, man, like this is our grit and grace moment. This is our pivot. Like you don't have to have cancer. Like, you know, like we're here. Hello. You have three months at home to sit on your butt and think. That's right. This is a global reset. Right. So, and there's a gift in this reset, you know, and don't miss it. Don't, it would just be so sad to miss this gift. Yes, it's tragic, but it's a strange angel mm. that's come to break us all open um, globally as a global community con around being connected um, and individually in our own individual lives. But you have to you have to lean into it. And, um, and, and, and the reason why, why this is a gift is, is disrupting, um, but it's shutting us down. There are few, far fewer distractions. So running, commuting to work, that distraction is gone. You know, movies, that distraction is gone. Getting, going out and getting together with friends, that distraction is gone. All these things just were stripped away. And that's what you need to do um, in order to really connect to who the core essence of who you are, which is your soul, to listen to it, to hear what is it that your soul is desiring? What, what, how does your soul want to, to evolve uh, forward and take you along for the ride? Um, my conference, Grit and Grace Day, um, July, the, 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 the physical gathering of the conference that I had planned, the theme was called uh, Walk in Your Brilliance. Mm. And the key to walking in your brilliance, when you are showing up in life brilliantly, you are on, on in every aspect. You know, we, we said firing on all cylinders, you're just magic. Everything you touch is golden. Yep. You know, just all of that. The mm -hmm. key to that is living a life in full alignment but it starts with um operating from a place of who you really are your core essence of who you really are and what's most important to you um being connected living a, your life when i was diagnosed i first heard the words that it was cancer the first thing i thought of uh, was how sad because I had not yet, I didn't feel like I had reached my full potential in life. Well, wow. my first thought, my full potential. With that whole resume, by the way. Yeah. You know, because what? it wasn't a soul resume. There you go, girl. Because it's girl. like, I'm reading this and I, and I didn't, you know, I got chills. It's like, oh, because it wasn't my soul's resume. It wasn't my soul's resume. And now that I've had, you know, the six years to think about, the, the sadness that I felt is that, I had not been living my life fully connected to my soul. It wasn't fully connected to my, I was on this path, I was achieving a lot, um, but my soul was capable of so much more. Therefore, I am capable of so much more. And so that was really what that sadness was about. You have not been living my life connected to my soul. And so, um, that means living to what I really am here to do at a soul level. So, um, so living to walking your brilliance, it's really living your life connected to your soul. That means really living your life in your authentic power. Your authentic power simply is being true to yourself, your desires, what you value, how how you see life, being true to that, and then lining up um, your skills, talents, and abilities behind that. Mm. And then choosing um, and being proactive and operating and working in a place that supports and nurtures that alignment. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, when you have that kind of alignment, you are brilliant. So you're thinking like, okay, what is that? What does that look like? 
Um, that looks like Oprah, full alignment. That looks like Bill Gates, full alignment. Jules. That looks like Mother Teresa, full alignment. So you don't have to be larger than life figures like that. But the point is when you're living your life brilliantly, um, you are having, you're living a life of impact and you're, you're impacting. You're not just doing well, you're impacting. And you're not just being successful. You're, you're making a difference and impact in the world around you. And maybe, maybe the greater world, but certainly the world, your world, the world that's right around you, you're making, you're living a life of impact. So that's, that's, that's a result yeah. uh, uh, of a world, as opposed to someone who has got the, the, the two homes, a home and a vacation home and the cars and all of that. And you're being successful, but are on you- On the goal line. Yes, you're on the goal line, but are you making impact first starting with yourself? is is are you are you living to your your soul's potential and your soul's desire and then how does that play out in the world around you so that's um so i was excited about um the walking your brilliance and we will get back to that okay yes. um i'm you know a part of walking your brilliance is requires being a free agent approaching your life like you're a free agent like you lebron james baby. Mm, preach girl <laughs> Tell like lebron james <laughs> you're a free agent um so i there because that's what my career looks like it's free agency i it is not respective of an, an industry or sector I can pretty much just about work in any industry sector. I, I, I'm not tied to any one particular, my talent transfer and translate. And so I wanna teach people um, how to do that. Um, so that's so important to being walking in your brilliance. Um, another person that walks in their brilliance, my girl, Beyonce, good example. <laughs> uh, not just a singer, um, she's an entertainer, an actor, a business mogul, a media mogul, a trendsetter, um, a fashion trendsetter. She is, she defies, she is not bound to or restricted by any sector or industry. And so these are good, good, uh, famous examples of free agency um, and walking your brilliance. So I'm excited. I, I know that I'm going to, I'm going to get there, but I have to deal with the immediate and the immediate is the pandemic. And people are sort of low key freaking out to high key freaking out. Totally, absolutely. And, um, and so I really want to talk and help people, um, particularly women, to learn how to pivot, see this crisis as an opportunity to pivot into um, more fully into your potential. And so that's what this conference, virtual conference, and it's going to be just as amazing as Grit and Grace was. I'm so excited. And it's free, you guys. This conference is free. I had no idea before we got on the line that she was even doing this. May 15th, put it in your calendar, nine to five. I'm going to link it up in the show notes. It is free. This is epic. We all get to pivot right now. What are some tips or what are some things that you think are going to be laid out on that day like, how do you pivot? Like, how would you coach someone right now to make that pivot and to silence all that noise? Because there's so much noise right now, Cheryl, from the media to the COVID to um, just everything, like every governor, every mayor saying something different. You know, there's all these conspiracy theories. There's just so much going on. People are losing their jobs. Like, how do I silence the noise so I can hear my soul's call and get in alignment so I can even take the first step to pivot? Hmm. Reduce distractions. Um, is number one, um, acknowledge what you're feeling. It's so important. You know, we're taught to power through. Mm. Powering through, another way of saying power through is to ignore it away. So we don't want to power through, okay, if that really means, let me just ignore this and move forward. We want to always move forward but you are handicapping yourself, prolonging and protracting pain um, and um, drama by ignoring. You cannot ignore the problem away. So first step is reduce distractions and um, um, 
um, resist the urge to power through, to mm. fight through is your first knee-jerk reaction. Because as fighters, that's what we do. We're problem solvers. We wanna, we wanna jump into action. Um, actually, some problems come into our lives that are so much bigger than what we can do or what we can handle. It shuts us down. That's what breast cancer and divorce at the same time. When I first got breast cancer, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to boss this situation. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be the CEO of my care team. And I went to beast mode, problem solving. Uh, and then, you know, three months after the diagnosis, you know, the God said, you know what? Mm -mm. I, I'm, I'm going to sit you all the way down so I can talk to you. And I, the divorce came. So the thing about COVID is it's so overwhelming. It's, it's sitting us down. Uh, you, it's hard to power through. But resist that urge to power through because often uh, powering through means ignoring away problems that need to be dealt with. So um, acknowledge where you are, acknowledging you know, you're feeling overwhelmed or afraid or whatever it is that you're feeling, acknowledge it. Doesn't mean that you stay there, but it does mean you start with acknowledging it, leaning into it so you can get to the root cause of the problem. And getting to the root cause, we say get to the root cause of the problem. You really want to get to the root cause of what um, a root understanding of what your soul really wants. Mm. And so, and we see that as a problem. That's not a problem. It's 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 a process of connecting to and listening to your soul. So, um, and the way even people, well, how do I connect to my soul? Um, emotions, our emotions are the signal. It's, it's the text message from the soul, you know, it's the phone call, it's the DM. Um, it, that's, these are, these, this is how our soul is communicating with us. So when you, when you power through, you, you, you're, you're like hitting delete, uh, ignore on all of those phone calls and messages from your soul. So you gotta really lean in, um, get, lean in, uh, to those follow those feelings, uh, follow them to the end, to your heart. And so, um, and then ask yourself why, not once, but three to five times. Why am I feeling this way? So, you know, the first why answer is gonna be superficial. It's not gonna be the real answer. So you're like, okay, I'm, I'm scared. Okay, why are you scared? Um, I might lose my job. Or well, why are you afraid that you might lose? Because this, well, why are you because of the pandemic, why are you, uh, what, 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 if you lose your job, what, what about that makes you afraid? Cause I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be able to take care of myself. Well, why do you don't think you could be able to take care of yourself? Because I don't know, know what I'm tiring, but why do you think you don't have skills or when you start to get to the why, well, maybe it's cause here's, I've done X, Y, Z. This is all that I know. And they aren't hiring in this, this area. And so you're so busy by thinking, well, this is, I've only been my whole career, my skill set, my training, and my job experience is here. Travel industry, conference industry, all of that. It's here. And these jobs are done or toast for a minute for the next year, um, 18 months, a year to 18 months or more. And so I'm screwed. So when you get there, okay, okay, there you are. Okay, here we are. You think this is the only thing that you can do. Uh, well, it's not, okay, it's not. So exhibit A, I just launched a business that was based on large-scale conferences. <laughs> Hello. I'm like, oh Lord Jesus, <laughs> what am I gonna do? That situation is shut down definitely to 21, possibly 22, large-scale conferences and events. Um, and so if I stayed right there and didn't get to the why, the why, the why, um, I wouldn't, I was, I, I was able to pivot because I got leaned into it, got to the root cause, took some time off. What this the other thing about offering yourself grace. First step in, in grace is first hitting the pause button, button pause. Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a day or an hour or whatever it is, it, it, you can step away from it, rest. And usually with rest and some space, you gain new perspective. It's the same situation around you. Circumstances mm -hmm. 
haven't changed. But what's powerful is when your perspective changes. Because it's our perspective that creates our reality. Right. So that's practicing grace, hitting the pause button is so important. It resets your, um, uh, it can reset your perspective. So when I came back, I hit the pause button. I was like, you know what? Let me just go over here and eat a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> you know, the big Let me have my before. moment. I need to have my moment. I need this. <laughs> okay. Usually it's going to involve bacon or bacon or bacon and so i you know you do what you do but <laughs> what, what do you what, what do you need to soothe yourself you know just lean into that moment doesn't mean i'm going to stay there because i stay there it's going to be some health problems so uh <laughs> um but it does mean i'm going to soothe myself i'm going to step back for the problem solving and I'm going to plug in the power within. And um, I was able to sort of pivot. Okay, let it go. You, you're not going to be able to host Greek and Grace Day in 2021 with, wow. say, someone. How like, freeing. I just like, whew, when you said yeah, that. Just let it go. Let it go. And when you let that go, then you let in other possibilities. Beautiful. And um, I thought about, and you have, just have to trust it's going to work out. Um, Here's the other thing that you do. So following, hitting the pause button, following feelings. You have to decide that it will work out. You don't have to decide how it's going to work out. You just have to, it's part of, it helps you to shift your perspective. Faith. Just you got to choose faith. I know it's going to work out. It'll come to me. It will, as I begin to lean into this and explore and problem solve and it'll come it'll be brought to me but i know you just have to decide it it has nothing to do with knowing how has nothing to do uh with deciding that you're gonna always say it's it's we have to let it go and jump first and then it comes which is the hardest part for most people because they want it to come before they jump right right and so so just deposit that down in your spirit and your soul that okay this is jacked up right now um but it's going to work out it's not going to be pain-free but it's going to be all right so um and then um you know what i like to do is look for inspiration go reading go mm -hmm. explore i i like to read and explore I, you know my ted talk i said um i um my thing is uh, doing personal development. So I sign up for every webinar and wow. I buy a free book. Uh, that's just my thing. But, you know. We're so similar. <laughs> I love it. The Masterclass, the app uh, Masterclass, uh, full of, so if you don't have the answers, somebody's got answers. You, you don't. You don't have to have them all and you don't have them all. But somebody has been down this path before. So go, go put pour into yourself it's so important when times are overwhelming or you just want to crawl into a hole um, or um, you're too freaked out about investing yourself that, that do the do do what's counterintuitive now is the time to pour into yourself and invest in yourself mm -hmm. and you need that inspiration so um, so I have this whole step by step of how to practice and offer yourself grace and it certainly begins with pause, pressing the pause button, not powering through, follow your feelings. Um, and then the other thing that I do is I think people are paralyzed about taking action because they can't see themselves. If they took a certain action, they don't know how they could afford it, sustain mm. it, they, or it might implode my life, my career. Great. Okay, fair. Here's what you can do. You can uh, gameplay it out in your head. It costs you nothing. You don't have to act on any of it. So do what they encourage us to do with in, in our childhood, in our youth, is they encourage you to use your imagination. Uh, gameplay that thing out, what your heart's desire. So when you go inward and you connect to what's really important that sets your heart on fire, that you just, something you 
you know, it's been nagging at you. You've been kind of um, had an affinity for, an affection for. Uh, game play that out. Now is the time, doesn't mean you have to act on it, but just like do the what is. If I did this, then what if? Right. Like all the way to the end, then here's what you do. Once you game play that, game play that out, find that one action that you do have courage to mm. do, act on. So match your courage with one action in that gameplay of um, scenarios, the, uh, the, 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 the gameplay of scenarios, the scenarios that you've gameplayed uh, if you acted on what it is that you really want to do. Match, um, match the action with the courage that you do have. And when you do that, um, it has a funny way of growing your courage, your faith when you take one step. So game Like playing, silent angels come to help them. Game playing costs you nothing. Nobody needs to know about it in your head or in your, uh, um, you journal it mm -hmm. um, or um, you ever note it, but game play it. Mm -hmm. And uh, first step, first powerful step of creation is your thoughts. The first powerful step of creation is your thoughts. Um, then it's uh, words which is why prayer is so powerful. Prayer really isn't about religion. Um, I, you know, Angela, what's her name? Um, she has, I, she really opened my, my mind to this um, about uh, rethinking prayer. It's not mm. about a particular religion. It's a, it existed before religion, but it is about speaking to, out to the universe. Um, and asking for help and being clear about your intentions and calling it forth. Uh, it's very powerful creation tool. And then action, which is why if even if that action is, uh, is tiny, it's the most powerful creative uh, creation tool. Is Blind action. Yes, most powerful. First is thoughts, then is words, then is action. So finding some tiny small step that you that matches the courage that you have can um, be powerful, and it will lead to many, many more steps. So that's uh, what I, I've done uh, with uh, how I pivoted uh, to this virtual conference day. And actually, it's amazing. This is how it happens. I have my ideas and platforms and strategy is so much better now. Wow. Like I need it, what I'm doing is what I needed to have been doing before doing the, the big Grit and Grace Day. Wow. Because I was so caught up in planning Grit and Grace Day, I really wasn't taking that time to sort of peel back the onion and get at kind of the core focus of what I needed to focus on. Make the main thing the main thing. I didn't have the time to make the main thing the main thing. Wow. And so, so this is a gift, but, um, but yeah, so we'll be talking about you know, that uh, kind of the, the soul and psychology of what it means to pivot, connect to your soul and pivot um, at this virtual conference. And I've got I have a, a psychologist therapist on board with um, Shelly Paxson who wrote the book on Soul Battle, the two of, She's two awesome. of them together, um, two um, women coaches uh, who are doing have had phenomenal careers on their own and are elite coaches. So high performance elite coaches on careers, on entrepreneurship, on self-care, um, all the things. And then talking to women leaders about their own big pivots in their life. So this is, you know, this is the thing to, we talked about investing in yourself mm -hmm. um, and inspiring yourself, listening to other stories. This, this is it. And it's free. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait for every one of us to attend. I will be attending and bringing my soul tribe with me because this is just sounds so incredibly nourishing. And thank you for pivoting and choosing to be of service at this time because it would have been so easy for you to play victim and you didn't. And that's why you are who you are and you're living in alignment with your soul's purpose. So thank you for being a walking example of what you teach and what you preach and who 
everything. It's just incredible. So something you also provide, and I know a lot of people have been reaching out to me. They're like, Laura, like, please send me resources, podcasts, you know, books you're listening to, coaches, like, you know, because there's just not enough people come. They're like, Laura, tell me who to do this. Tell me to do this. And I know that you've created um, the G2G, Great to Grace, uh, coaching. That's very affordable. And I think people are looking for affordable coaching right now. Can you speak a little bit to that? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for doing that. You're, let's see, I'm terrible. I'm working on my whole thing. I get so caught up in, you know, the inspirational part of it all. But um, so I created uh, G2 Coach. It's a platform to connect women with coaches that they can trust, one, um, and afford. And um, I've been coached. I've had coaches in my past. And, um, you know, it's, it's really kind of crazy because in, one, you have to be in corporate America. Uh, two, corporate America really only gives you a coach uh, once you've made it to the mm. you know, senior level, VP level. Um, and e- even now, sometimes it's not a guarantee. It's, it's still hard to get. But how like backwards is that? As I like to say, it's as backwards. To only give you a coach after you've made all the mistakes. Top 1% makes no right. sense. Makes no sense. <laughs> zero set. So we need coaches at every step of our lives, professional and personal lives. So that was the one epiphany of having to have a coach. Even when you pay a lot of money for coaches, you still don't know if like it's one of the most unregulated industries ever. And you still don't know if this is the right coach for you or it's a, if it's a good coach uh, so what I'm doing with G2 coaches, I'm personally vetting women, mm-hmm. uh, not only, you know, because I want women who have walked the walk, uh, coaches that have walked the walk, not a coach that has never been in corporate America, but got an eight week uh, certificate after attending some training for eight weeks. And now they're going to executive coach or corporate coach. And it's just not the same. So I'm vetting uh, women uh, or coaches uh, for expertise, technical expertise. Then I'm also training them around the grit and grace approach because I want coaching to always understand and start with um, the, at the seat of the soul um, and to, to understand that in order to coach someone successfully in their professional lives, you have to really address someone holistically, mm-hmm. uh, particularly everyone, but particularly women were thrust into environments that can be toxic to the very thought of a woman um, working or, or certainly a woman ascending into leadership roles and advancing uh, and, in the workplace. Um, women are still facing many, many barriers and many, many challenges that have an impact on your performance um, and it has an impact on your soul, totally. which then starts to have the impact on your performance. So having coaches that understand that uh, is important. So we're we're training and talking to our coaches about that. Uh, So this, this, and that's who I'm bringing to the conference. We're bringing some women leaders leaders who aren't G2 coaches, but the vast majority of the speaker panels are coaches, G2 coaches, who will be on site uh, on the panels um, in this discussion, giving these kind of very specific how-to steps. I've got, I'm excited about one coach. She is um, uh, Austrian. She's currently, she's worked, she works in global markets. So she's worked in um, Europe and, and Africa. Now she's in Jamaica. Uh, and she coaches uh, expat women or she coaches women uh, into global assignments around the world. And she was, she talks about this false kind of narrative that if you are a woman, you can't have a family, a young family and take on assignments, global assignments, not true. And so she coaches women uh, all um, all around the world on that. So I'm excited about her because that's for in the corporate world, that is so key to promotion, to making to C-suites and CEO, you have to have global assignments and global experience. So um, from that um, to uh, entrepreneurs who sit on the um, the U.S. President's Council on Doing Business Globally, um, I'm excited about this this group of uh, coaches. They are 
phenomenal leadership and executive coaches. They are phenomenal. Um, so I can't wait to share them with the communities on my heart to do this. Has been forever since actually, actually before cancer. I was planning this in my head since wow. I was running for U.S. Senate. I remember this was one of the first things you talked to me about. Yes. Yeah. This is one of the first things we talked about. When you so. came, I saw you at a distance. <laughs> um, you were at um, Spoken, Spoken Bird. Bird Cafe on your bikes. And I saw you at a distance. I was like, wow, who is this striking tall? Because I'm tall too. You can't tell on Zoom that I'm tall or uh, on the audio that I'm tall, but I'm 5'10". I said, like, who is this beautiful, tall woman? Uh, so self-assured shoulders back, erect posture, um, and full of joy. And it, at a distance, caught my attention. And so then when I saw you walk into um, Phenomenal Fitness, uh, Sean's uh, gym, I was like, ha, I beelined over to you. You <laughs> <laughs> did. Yes. And so sisters from there. And we've done yeah. lunch at Spoken Bird since. I have, a few, I have a few questions for you because, okay, you to me, there's so many things that are so admirable about you, but one of them, and I've worked in like leadership ladders and I think so many women listening do, they work in this like old paradigm masculine culture. How have you personally navigated that in, in a toxic environment and stayed true to your soul and true to yourself? Because it's easy once you've already made the pivot to grit and grace and started your own company, but inside of that, how did you always remain true to yourself? Well, I didn't always remain. Okay. It was a struggle. Um, it was a struggle. It, it came at great cost. Mm. And that's, that is why I am doing Grit and Grace. It, it, it just be clear about the cost because there is a cost of operating in environments that are not for you. I mean, it's, they can be toxic, not intentionally, Mm -hmm. It's just the culture um, yep. is not there to support being different, different, whether it's a woman or a person of color or dis uh, disability or LGBT or yep. you're from another country um, or you're uh, in another country and you're American and you're trying to, whatever that different is, um, it can really eat away at your confidence uh, and your soul. So sometimes when we're really struggling, having a confidence issue, um, because we're in a toxic environment that sort of rejects the very notion of who you are, and it strikes you at the very heart of your confidence, that it can show up as a competence issue. And it's not competence, Preach. it's confidence. And, um, and we get caught up in thinking it's a competence issue as well, because they're all those around you are telling you that it's a competence issue. No, no, no. This is why walking your brilliance requires being in environments that support and grow and nurture you. That's a big piece of the three-legged stool to showing up brilliantly in life. Uh, we don't always have the luxury of doing that, of jumping out and go find this dream situation. Right. So how, how do you bloom where you are? What is that stool? How does someone stand yeah. on that stool so they walk in brilliance and confidence, even in toxicity? Exactly, exactly. How do you do that? So I wasn't, um, that's how I got to this place because I have been in those toxic environments where it's been so tough on my confidence and my soul. And then I thought that somehow I'm, I'm lesser than, I'm not good enough. And that is such a sad place uh, and the and and then what it does when you were buying into that mindset, then you start spinning and working harder, trying to prove something that you already are, um, and then the costs that come with that to your physical body, to your soul, mm. your spirit, to your life, to your family, the impact of that, it it the toll that that takes is just. Uh, it's sad, um, it's sad, and it's such a waste. It's a, such a waste, uh, an immoral waste of your light in the world. So um, I, I instinctively knew that I had to feed myself. If I sat here in the cesspool and just sat with it by myself, that it would, so that, 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 
that I remember in this one job situation, I was working with in the administration and the women were like, how, how are you the one? How are you handling it? You know, we, we can't even be in the fold or in, you know, how are you doing this? And, you know, I was accustomed um, being both a woman and African-American. So being that double outsider, that's what they call that, a double outsider, when you're a person of color and a woman. Um, so I, there's a double sort of licking, okay, that I am accustomed to. So I come in with a thicker skin and I used to like, well, I got a thicker skin. I know how to do this. I've been up against this all of my life and I've, you know, so you put on another hardened mask. Yeah, you put it, and you, you you wear that a red badge of courage. And I think resilience is important. Um, uh, grit. Uh, Tammy Duckworth, the um, the the professor uh, of uh, psychology and sociology at the University of Pennsylvania, I believe. Tammy Duckworth with that famous book about grit. That's another great book you should read. But here's the thing about grit. Grit. Um, well, you cannot be successful without grit, without resilience. But can you sustain it? Number one. And is it enough? Is it enough just to uh, succeed? I think the difference between grit uh, will ensure that you survive. But we're here to do more than just survive. We are here to thrive. Amen. And the only way that you can thrive and not just survive is by practicing grace along with that grit, offering yourself um, grace. And I think the most radical way to practice grace is to connect with your soul powerfully. It will not lead you wrong. It will tell you what you need, what you need in that moment. It will tell you if take care of yourself soothe yourself. It will tell you, it will remind you of, of who you are, your brilliance. It will, um, it will tell you, lean into a moment um, and, and to fight through. So we're good on grit. Most of us, our day-to-day -day experience is about a fight. And so our grit muscle, our fight muscle is totally developed. It's like, um, it's a, it's a grace muscle that's atrophied. It's like, um, you'll appreciate this analogy. Um, a, um, uh, a weight lifter, builder, weight builder, bodybuilder, mm -hmm. big upper body, skinny, weeny, weeny, the leg. <laughs> right, right. Okay. That's what this is. All grit up here. No grace. Uh, no, no, no grit there is out of balance. Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> so grit will ensure your survival, but grace is about, in addition to the grit, is the difference between surviving and thriving. Amen. When you think of yourself as a free agent when it comes to your professional career, it liberates you from thinking that you must be siloed in by industry or sector, or even um, skill set. So mm -hmm. I went from civil rights to aviation. Actually, better than that, I went from I went from public radio media to passenger rail, Amtrak, to government, never worked through government before, Girl. at high levels, communications director for a governor, to civil rights, leading a civil rights organization, to running for elected office, then to aviation. And now I'm an entrepreneur. So you can, you, you you don't buy into someone telling you that you must be locked in per sector. So, so by sector, or you have to have a lifelong um, track record or career in a particular sector or industry to advance. Mm -hmm. Okay, through in your career, uh, or you know, because some people the thing about you know being a free agent and being connected to your soul, your soul evolves. So something that might be right for you in one season is not what's going to, uh, it's not your sole desire in the next season. It's, it's about evolution. So if you think of yourself only as I can only be in the sector or I can only be in the skill set, then it's hard to evolve fully um, if, you know, you feel your soul tugging you in a different direction. Um, you know, with skill set, I started my career as an art director actually in painting and drawing. 
And so here I am, I went from that to communications, corporate communications with government relations, um, to government, to civil rights, to, um, to aviation, to um, um, business development sales on the operation side. You can, but here's the thing, to do that, you have to play by a different set of rules. Um, recruiters, they ain't coming for you mm -mm. because they're taught and they're maximizing their um, return on value uh, of investment um, and making their money, their revenue goals are set on a sure thing. So I want, I'm hired by this aviation company to go and get a, um, you know, someone in sales. So they're gonna look for either someone in aviation uh, in sales, preferably, or they're going to look for someone in sales in an adjacent industry. But they're not coming to a civil rights organization. See my resume, civil rights, government, art director, um, uh, uh -oh, all, uh, all the things. They are not, I, I don't fit. So if you're not going to, if you're going to play by a different set of rules, you have to have a different strategy because recruiters aren't coming for you, HR um, uh, folks aren't coming for you because you don't fit in a box. And you have to um, really communicate your value. First, see yourself, your own value translating uh, irrespective of skill sets and, um, and industries, and then communicate that value um, and connect to uh, people and solutions in a very powerful way. So um, branding is more than a business card and LinkedIn page. Uh, it's your life. It's the life you're leading. Um, you know, networking is more, it's more than can I have a coffee with you? It's can I solve your problem? Um, th this so is how, it's a, it's a total shift in how you approach your life uh, because you don't fit, you're not, fitting neatly in that box. Um, so anyway. Wow, I, I just really wanted to see that because I just love that perspective. I feel like this can be a full chapter in your book, soon to come, that we all get to get. But like how to be a free agent, period. How to be the free agent of your life. How to live outside of the box, in alignment with your soul, and stand for yourself. Because when you have the confidence, the trust that my skill sets are transferable, no matter what jersey I put on. And that's the thing too, is like, I think the reason why I didn't give myself permission for so long is I got so attached to the jersey. And it was just, it's like how, like we are not what we do. And when we live inside of that, we're very, very limited. Right. And I think you've been able to be a free agent for so long because you knew you were always more than what you did. Right. Well, and I think I came to it differently. I'm supposed to be on this call at 1030. Oh, we I was um, an outsider. Mm -hmm. I always had to find the back door in. I could, the front door was not for me uh, as a black woman. So I constantly had to root around and always be in problem solving mode just for survival. Yeah. So, so who are you? What are your skill sets? No right. matter right. what. No matter what. No matter what, I'm a problem solver. For myself and other people and i think that's probably not um i bring value um i i take people and institutions to the next level mm. and i and i problem solve and that's what people are buying from me and that's why we buy into you because you're now taking our lives to the next level, the next level. so beautifully put and why your message is this is our first message because period, this is setting the tone for everything we speak to, everything we talk about, because without firing on both cylinders, we get stuck in a rabbit hole and our soul is just dead. So thank you for lighting me up. Like I'm leaving this podcast right now. So moved. Like I can't wait to go have a grace moment in my bedroom where I cry because that's what's coming up for me of how moved I am and follow those feelings to um, whatever they're here to show me to to what I'm here to do to even what I'm here to heal deeper right like who knows but like you've activated something in me right now so therefore I know you've activated something in the people listening because I'm deeply deeply moved by your presence your alignment your yes to your assignment and um, 
your willingness to take anyone, no matter what their background, with you. You are such an inclusive bridge. The amount of people you bring together from all walks of life is absolutely extraordinary. So I just want to thank you for your level of compassion, your level of grit, your level of grace, your level of excellence, and um, just for saying yes, because I know thousands and thousands of seen and unseen lives will change because of your awakening. So well, your <laughs> lives will activate. And so to be on theme for your show, <laughs> I want to encourage your listeners and your viewers to activate their superpower grace. Amen. Thank you, girl.